it's still going. So, you know how I was complaining about Zack Snyder directing the Justice League movie, and he's gonna fuck it up because he's Zack Snyder? And, yep. he, like, he's just gonna turn it into, like, fucking... Ugh! He's just gonna turn it into Sucker Punch <laughs> with superheroes, and I'm like, I fucking hate Zack Snyder. Um... <laughs> I news. Mean, I kind of hate that too. News yesterday is he stepped down from the Justice League movie, the movie he already filmed. <laughs> what? Okay, that part I did not know. Because That's his amazing. daughter committed suicide. Here, yeah, this is the sad part. His daughter oh, no. committed suicide, so he wants to spend time with his family. That's super sad, right? Yeah. But Josh Whedon took over the movie instead. That's super amazing. <laughs> and Josh Whedon... And now Josh Whedon is refilming the entire movie. <laughs> well, thank God. At least he knew it was bullshit when he got to it. Uh, well, he's doing... He's not refilming the entire movie. He's doing extensive reshoots. Those actors must be pretty upset over that. So, on one hand, I'm super bummed that something awful happened to Zack Snyder, even though I don't really like him. But on the other hand... <laughs> I'm super happy that Josh Whedon's taking over, but I don't know. I don't know. These are conflicting emotions you are having. <sighs> I don't know. I have to say, it is always good, though, when a good director takes over a movie. And Suicide is a Tragedy? I don't know. Suicide is a Tragedy. We don't endorse uh, It Gets Better. Yeah, we... It, we, we, we do endorse It Gets Better. There. There you go. It gets better, kids. <laughs> what did, is I said message. something funny. Jesus. Oh, man. What did I say to my coworkers the other day? I forgot. Um, <laughs> no, I do that all the time. No, no, no. He was complaining about something. I patted him on the back, and I was like, look, it gets better. And he goes, isn't that what those gay kids say? And I was all like, yep. <laughs> And then I just Yes it is. And I just looked at him as I walked out of the room. Oh my god. <laughs> also Magiku Misuru. Magiku Misuru. <laughs> ah, yes. I love it. Um, this is like really hard because I'm having to open and close windows and open and close them. And like I'm losing track. I'm oh no, done. your life is hard. You have to click on an X on a tab. Oh no. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> it's more than that. It's so much more. Don't know my scene. <laughs> Nobody knows the struggles I've seen. Uh, no, like, yeah. You're not making this better. No. <laughs> that was called a joke. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, I get it. I'm sorry. I did just break my iPhone, though. Like, the screen. Like, hashtag first world problems, but still, the so shit's sorry. expensive. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's sad. It's like, you drop it, and you're like, I really hope the screen didn't break, but then there's that one time, you pick it up, and you're like, fuck. And I have, like, a penchant for breaking things. Like, I have gotten <laughs> shittier and shittier pairs of sunglasses my entire life, because literally every time... I have dropped them and broken them. That I've we, gotten a pair. Can we talk about how my girlfriend had a sex dream about Harry Styles, and then she woke up wanting to tell me about it, and I was like, get away from me. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. What the hell, cat? And then she posted about it on Twitter. No. 
No! Wait, but Harry... She had a dream about Harry's Harry Harry. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that's... that's terrible. Yeah! I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I was mean, like, I... should I... should I rethink our new... our relationship? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> She's like, no, no, just think about Harry. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's really terrible, actually. I don't like One Direction, just in general. Also, they're, like, all gay. Okay, a few of them. I just remember seeing that thing. I think Ellen may have done it. She was like, oh, look at this. And it was like, there was a camera on behind them, and they didn't know, and one was, like, doing a quick reach-around ass grab to the other one. I was like, questionable? <laughs> I mean, who hasn't grabbed their friend's ass before? <laughs> and held your hand there <laughs> for a while. I was like, hmm, that doesn't seem very normal, but okay. Yay, I'm done with my notes. Final fucking Lee. And now, excuse me as I read these in a horrible, broken up, out loud way. Because pedagogy, that is such a weird word, I have to say. Thanks, Google. <clears throat> okay. Let's get mm. this done! Yay! Okay. Because I want to go to the mall. Okay, no, I don't want to go to the mall, but, you know, Eric told me, like, he wouldn't tell anyone if we ate solid food today, and I'm, like, really happy about that, because we've been juicing. <laughs> And it's like, I've lost 10 pounds, like, drinking juice, and that's great and everything, but I just really want a fucking cheeseburger. <sighs> that's so funny. <laughs> he's only been doing it for, like, a day and a half, and he's, like, super hungry. He's like, I really want to, I want a Whopper right now. I was like, you don't even like fast food. <laughs> I don't understand. My, uh, at a trivia last night, Alonzo, it was his birthday. And like the waiter, he the same waiter. We get the same waiter every day, every night at trivia. He walks up. He goes, "So your usual burger without bread and no fries because they're unlimited. You just want broccoli." And Alonzo's like, "You shut the fuck up. I want <laughs> bread and I want fries. I'm gonna eat them all. And you keep the fries coming. God damn it!" <laughs> and like, it was just funny. Cause, wow. It's like it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I I get it now. Um, okay, 2015 to 2016, because I always say the date of the movie. Might as well say the date of the show. At least season one, anyway. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah, let's go. Yay, okay. Hello there, and welcome to the Amateur TV Critics Review for our first special episode of the hiatus, sort of. Uh, I am your host, Red, and I'm trying to save my brother from going nymphin, and this is my traveler friend straight in from Fillory. Oh man, it's so hard traveling around the world whenever I want. Hope, <laughs> hope my hands don't get cut off. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard, though. Just have to say. Oh man. Practice sphincter magic. Wait, season two spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, today we're going to be doing the uh, 2015 to 2016 season one 
of a television show called The Magicians. Because this is our, I mean, I guess I should break it down that this is like something we probably will do every hiatus. Most likely, I think. Maybe more often. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how much good TV there is. I mean, there's uh, a lot. I, I, oh, wait. Let's go to what TV we're watching. This feels like a good thing to do right now in this. Yay. What, do, what have you been watching? <laughs> I, well, okay. So, uh, um, this sounds like bullshit. I've been watching two things lately. Uh, I've been watching The L Word, which is really good, but super hard to chew on because there's so much food for thought. Like, so much drama. So much drama. I mean, a lot. And, and I've also been watching The Legend of Korra because I, oh I don't. I watched all of Avatar, and I feel like my business is not done with that show yet. Don't know do, why. Do you not? Aren't, aren't you the one who hates Korra? Who hates Korra? Someone I know hates Korra, and then I, mm. I forgot who that person was because I would instinctively hate them. So, because <laughs> I love. <laughs> Wait. So do you like? Korra? I love The Legend of Korra, and I. Noticed... Oh, good. And then someone was all like, I know someone in my life that I really like was all like, man, I really hate The Legend of Korra. It is the worst. And I just, <laughs> I think I just blocked that from my memory. Oh, man. You're like, you shut your fucking mouth. I think you've told me that before. <laughs> Dirty whore. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, yes, we love Korra on this show, apparently. Okay. Uh, what good. have you been watching? Okay, I've been watching a lot. I've been watching Leftovers. Uh, it's okay. so weird and good all at the same time. Uh, the Leftovers, American Gods. Mm, and... I didn't know that was out yet. Yeah, episode four. So good. I will uh, watch this. And just a lot of Survivor. I always watch Survivor because that's my thing. Just, just a ton of shit. Um, but those are the two big shows that I'm like really on right now. Episode 3 has the greatest taxi uh, driver slash ifrit gay sex scene ever seen. It was good. Uh, cool. I don't... Yeah. Did you say... He fills that guy with come of fire. Come of fire? Fire come. (laughs) Yeah, fire come. Hmm. Not feeling the fire come, but okay. It was very tasteful. Okay. (laughs) Dr. Help, it burns. I think in the book he says it tasted like chilies or it tasted like peppers. I, I forgot. I forgot what he said. Uh, anyway, let's 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 get into this. Let's get into this. Uh, Yay! Um, I have a plot for the show. If let's that helps. do. Okay, wait. Where did we start off? We uh, mm, we started off with. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, what we've been watching, and you. Oh yeah, I already said the L word in Legend of Korra. Cool. We got... Oh, we got, okay, wait, let's start now. Hey, yeah. did you know Riverdale's on Netflix? You can watch all the episodes right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did know that. Did Actually, you really? I, I did. I tried to start watching it, and then I... No, wait, no, I went to CW.com. I didn't know it was on Netflix, but it just I'll pop- start watching it. It just popped up on Netflix. Always looking for new things to watch on Netflix. Super happy about that. You should watch that, and we should talk about that because it's it's so delightfully bad. <laughs> Do I ever get to pick a show to review? No, it's fine. I have no, no good wait. TV to review. Uh, <laughs> I literally have no idea, but I mean, Westworld is always something to talk about until they bring uh, it back. 
If we do Westworld, we'd have <laughs> to bring Lance back because me and Lance obsessively watch Westworld. I mean, I really, really like that show. Like he's rewatching it with his girlfriend. Lance got a girlfriend. <laughs> it, I have nothing to say. It's been a long time. Good We're all very him. excited for him. <laughs> we never thought it would happen again. Okay, let's let's go into. Do we even say the show we're doing yet? Uh, I did. We well, we said we're doing the magicians, and then you said what what series are you watching? Which is actually a pretty good place to stick that in. You know what? I could probably put that in before I say the magicians. Um, you know what? I'm not gonna say who wrote it because there is a book series, but also there are many writers for every episode. We're gonna hit these all point by point really quick. I guess I don't know. God only knows. We've never done this before, listeners. Uh, but I can give you a plot overview. Uh, yeah. Quentin Coldwater enrolls at Breakbills University for magical pedagogy, which is a thing apparently, uh, to be trained as a magician, where he discovers that the magical world from his favorite child's uh, childhood book is a real place and poses a danger to humanity. Meanwhile, the life of his childhood friend Julia is derailed when she is uh, denied entry and she searches for magic elsewhere. Sounds about right, yeah. If you believe in magic. Do, 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 do. Okay, we're going to have to pay for that song. So, <laughs> okay, Great. so, did you read the books? I did not read the books and I didn't know there were books until you told me just the other day. Yeah, I love the books. Uh, the seasons. The the show jumps around between all three books, so it's it's hard to. If you don't read all three books, then it's like it's really hard to watch the show and be like, that's not like the books because it it honestly does jump around. So, I mean, I'll go into things that are different from the books from the show. Uh, so. I mean that's me fine. I mean I okay. Let me put it this way: I read all the True Blood books before the show. Before watching the show, like I didn't even know they were the True Blood books until I got to book five, and it was like written, or it was like, um, it had like this True Blood stamp on it, and it was like, you know, adapted to an amazing HBO television show, and I was like, what? Is this a thing? And I was like, Snooky Snack House. Snooky Snack House. Okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we should. I mean. I have an idea. We can totally not do this because we usually don't go linear. Like, we usually jump around. But I do have the uh, names of episodes, slight plot synopsis, and who wrote and directed them. Yeah, let's do that. And then that would be the best way to getting through this entire first season of this show. Good idea. Um, Unauthorized Magic is a episode one. It was directed by Mike uh, Cahill and written by... Sarah Gamble and John McNamar. Uh, best friends Quentin and Julia are recruited for an entrance exam to Break Bills University, a secret institution for magical pedagogy. I need to look up what that means. Um, yeah. Mm. Which I guess. I mean, the music in this show is really good. Um, that's me jumping around. Um, I really like the first episode. It's uh, it's that like good hook into the series as a whole. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. Ash said this in episode 11. She was like, yeah, I kind of get why you don't quite like the magicians because I'd only watched episode one. She's like, what did you think? And I was like, uh. She's like, I get that because it like pushes you into it really quick and hard. Yeah. But I have to say, I actually kind of appreciated that because you got all the information of like three episodes worth of a regular show in one episode. I mean, they kept up their pace and it didn't feel forced. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I like the shocking cliffhanger the most. Uh Oh, of the... um. Yeah, that was actually The Beast, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, I, I keep forgetting that was actually the end of episode one, uh, where awesome, well, not blind quite yet, Professor comes in and gets his eyeballs ripped out. What's funny is me and Kat agreed if we have twins, we're going to name them uh, Margot and Elliot. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the thing that we agreed on. <laughs> the young boy Margot never understood his name. but yeah those two are great uh yeah that's right we're introduced to i think the mvp power couple even though they're not actually a couple they're um awesome chick and gay best friend who was very stereotypical up into a point and then he started flushing out which i was super happy with i'm not sure if that lasted no yeah he started flushing out a little bit i just don't like that it was about a guy like oh man my boy my boyfriend was possessed and then i had to kill him (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know it shit happens okay get over it he was a he was he was a bad boyfriend anyway yeah he was like (sighs) killing people and stuff um yeah we also meet what katie and uh who's katie penny Oh. (sighs) oh that's right katie penny um my favorite my mvp of the show sarah sarah sarahman no damn it ash mm, sarah alice alice yes i always forget her first name but i just think of her as quinn uh, that's so funny. so alice. alice quinn uh funny my... thought katie is not in the books <laughs> at <laughs> all uh, she's just like jessica i mean she shows up she's a off shoot character at the end of like at the beginning of book three, but she definitely is not part of the books at all. Okay, so I read the plot synopsis of the book, like the first book. They're mm-hmm. high school students, not college students? They're high school students going into college. Okay, because they made this seem like graduate school, like they were already in college. Yeah, the show, they're already in college. It's like a, yeah, it's a graduate school, yeah. Yeah, so they're already like college graduating age. No, they wanted to make them older so they could drink and fuck and fucking do drugs all the time, which is I'm okay with. I'm perfectly fine with that. Did they do this in the books, though? That's what I want to know. What do you mean? Did they drink and fuck and do drugs? Oh, yeah, the yeah. They don't, yeah, they don't give a fuck. Okay. Books, books are is different so than television. Like, yeah. I guess written, dis- written description is, is not as bad as an actual visual depiction of <clears throat> underage people drinking and fucking and doing drugs. <laughs> That's left to Degrassi. Uh, episode two, The Source of Magic. It was directed by Scott Smith and written by Sarah Gamble. Sarah spelled S-E-R-A. Hmm. Uh, Quentin faces expulsion for his involvement in the otherworldly attack on break bells. Julia delves deeper into underground magic and tries to prove herself 
as a hedge witch. I like the hedge witches. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, definitely also not a thing in the books. I feel like I'm going to be saying this a lot. Um, <laughs> um, they like they are in the books, but not the way you think they are. It's a little bit different. Um, but I I like what they set up here. Okay, so Julia definitely wasn't at Break Bells, though. No. Okay. Julia, so... like, is in the beginning of book one, and then is gone. Her whole story is at the beginning of book two. So they mix book one and book two, that and Julia's story for this season. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there was more meat to it. Well, the whole second book is Julia, so. So has season two diverged from the books yet, or is that still a thing? Mm, yes. I mean, kind of. I don't know. It's it's very, season two is weird. It it definitely diverged from the books because all this war with uh, the other Filarians, uh, definitely doesn't happen at all. It was Fillory and I don't know uh, the other place. I can't the I I don't even know the the Dick Mountain people. But we're talking <laughs> about season two, not season one. What is it? The Cock Pillars. <laughs> The Caucasus Mountains? <laughs> Hell if I know. The Caucasus Mountains. Uh, so good. Real thing. That's why Caucasians are called Caucasians. They cross the Caucasus Mountains. <laughs> the more you know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about Penny yet, who's kind of an asshole. Yeah, so, oh man, I love Penny because Penny's also not really... Penny's there, but not really in the books. So mm. I like how he's a main character. In the books, they replace Penny, or Penny's, like, role is replaced with Josh. <laughs> Josh. Josh is in season three. He's, like, the the drug chef. <laughs> oh, yeah. Season yeah. two, you mean. Is there a season yeah. three yet? No, there's no, no season no. three yet. Okay. There's, there will be. Hopefully. You know, you never know. These things may go the way of um the secret circle. Still mad about it. <laughs> fucking millennials uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> get on the train damn it <laughs> vampire the diaries the secret circle all that bullshit that's like super pg but trying to be dark <laughs> i really i really love the scene with like julia trying to figure it out and then they do that like that crazy curveball with the uh the head <laughs> the head witch like the oh, head the... hedge witch like the headhunter hedgewitch. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. I really like her character. Oh, yeah. The Okay. I like that she was like, okay, we got to cut this guy up here who's dead. I had a problem because he was just moving. Does that mean he's actually dead? That's what I didn't get. Also, why did they have a body in their freezer? To, you know, do stuff on. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, I looked up pedagogy. Uh, basically, it's just like the study of something, like in a in a scholastic sense. I guess that's just school. They could just say magic school. That's all. That's my yeah. complaint there. It's a big word trying to sound fancy when they're not. However, speaking of fancy, everybody gets their own house. Uh, their own cottage. Yeah, it's so great. Actually, what the uh yeah. the smart kids they live. At the top of the library? They live in the library. <laughs> they live in the, in attic. the library. In the attic. I just uh, imagine, so like, a dark door to the attic opening, and then some, like, sun-deprived creature rolling down there, grabbing books, and crawling back up. <laughs> Being like, leave me alone. 
That's where Julia would definitely be. That is, but we don't learn that until season two, I guess. Mm. Uh, there's a we there's a lot of season two spoilers here as well, listeners. Sorry. Oh yeah, spoilers everywhere. Uh, watch the show. I recommend it. I guess. Oh, um, what else happened in episode two? Dead body. Mm. They're trying not to get expelled, but they don't get expelled anyway because Dean Frog miraculously has magic eyes again. <laughs> Wait, is it Frog or Fog? It's Fog. Okay, just joking. I was like, I thought they said Fog. It is definitely Fog. <laughs> Dean Frog. <laughs> um, it'd be crazy if he had like frog eyes all of a sudden. Uh, I, I. <laughs> what if his first name is actually Dean, and he is the Dean, so he'd be Dean Dean Frog. <laughs> Dean, Dean, Fog. Oh, man. Uh, Just call me Dean. <laughs> you say, yes, Dean. You're like, no, that's my first name. Just call me Dean. You're like, gee, thanks, Dean. You're cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Off into the weeds. Uh, yeah, Dean Fog talks to a mysterious redheaded lady who was at the first episode like he's coming. <laughs> Which... Yeah. I mean, a lot of that definitely gets un- unveiled, which is why Quentin wasn't ex- expelled with extreme prejudice like everyone else. No. People or got died. expelled, like, super fast and hard. It was like, expulsion! Which, I guess I get that. You know, sort of. Uh, yeah. S- episode three. Uh, the consequences of advanced spellcasting which was also directed by Scott Smith and written by Henry Alonzo Mayers. Yep. Uh, Quentin and Julia have an unexpected and volatile reunion. Penny is overwhelmed by his own psychic abilities. Alice is determined to find out the truth behind her brother's disappearance. Okay. Is this the episode? Uh, no, this, this is, isn't the episode. This, this is the episode the with the fucking books. The books that were fucking each other. Oh, yeah. And they had to go, they had to go find, like, the two books that were in love. The which one is that the... Katie stole? Yeah, uh, yeah, the one that Katie stole. It's, and then, like, they make their way to the hedge magicians, and then, like, Quentin's like, you're fucking with these people? These people are garbage. It's just so good. <laughs> and it's so funny, because, to my knowledge, he didn't know anything other than what he was told of them. That that's also true. I mean, but he's also like very jaded. It's like uh, it's like people who go to art school versus people who didn't go to art school. Oh no! That's exactly <laughs> what this is like. Like this isn't art. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I'm just glad that I didn't go to art school. I don't think I would have had the the ambition for it to be honest. I don't know about ambition, but I wouldn't have had the uh. I didn't have the thought that I was good at art, so luckily I never had to uh, pursue that. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Alice's whole thing, she's like, my brother died and I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I get... Oh, wait, she tracks down that bitch who was, like, trying to change her face and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is her name? Emily Greenstreet, I think, or yeah. I think I don't yeah. know. I mean, Emily. Her name was Emily. Yeah, yeah. She did not have an unfortunate face. It was like but... her brother's girlfriend or something like that. No, worse. It was the chick who was fucking the teacher, and then she was like, "Maybe he'll love me if I 
look prettier by magically changing my face to look prettier. Oh, and then he turned into a Niffin trying to like change her back or something. And it didn't what? work. It didn't even work. What he did idiot. it for no damn reason. <sighs> that whole family is so fucked up. Young love. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's really fucked up. She was like, wait, stop. You're going to do something bad. And he's like, no, I'm fine. Boom. Dead. So sad. Sad, I think. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty sad. He's an adult. He can make his own choices. He obviously knew what was happening. <laughs> Didn't work. Anyway. Uh, what was it? Alice, uh, truth behind her brother's disappearance. Penny is overwhelmed by his own psychic powers. Okay. Is this the part where he starts traveling all of a sudden? Yeah. I really like the traveler thing. I mean, that's it. Penny's kind of a dick, but I like the traveler thing. I do too. I like the fact that he, like, wakes up in what, like, what is it? Uh, India, I think it was. Was it? I thought it was, like, Malaysia or something. I don't know. It was one of those places with, like, a car with three wheels, I think. I could have sworn that's what the Dean and, uh, I don't know. The Dean and the girl who I will always remember from House, and I always forget her name, too. <laughs> The, her name in House, that is. I don't know. She was one of the, she was one of the people from House. You, have you watched House? If not, I'm just rambling. Yo, I, I watch House. It's, it's good. She was in it. But I like her character a lot better in this show. Because she was really... Olivia Wilde got her start on that show. They just called yeah. her 13. And I like that. But yeah. I don't remember this girl's name. She was... <laughs> that's right. She was the one who got excluded from House's you know, try and be on my new team. She got, like, expelled from that course or whatever, but she just snuck her way back in with, like, a different number around her neck. And he was like, didn't I get rid of you? And she's like, no, you got rid of the other number. See, I'm this number. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, she is a traveler as well? They didn't make that very clear. Is she? Yes. <laughs> Yes, she was also a traveler. I feel like you're looking this up. I am not. I mean, because I remember one episode where they're like talking to Penny, like, oh, this guy, he's the only other traveler. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he like, he like wrote like runes on his hand so he couldn't travel anymore. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And I forgot, Penny actually got those runes as well, but what happened? Well, you just cut them off or something? Some shit. No, wait. I don't remember what happened. Hmm. Oh well. <laughs> Either way, he doesn't have to deal with that shit for a couple more episodes. Uh, episode four was fucked up though. Yeah, the the world in the walls. Yes. Directed by what James L. Conway. Yes, mm -hmm. and written by John McNamara. Mm -hmm. Na McNamara. Yes. Uh, Quentin panics when he wakes up in a mental hospital, upset over, uh, upset over her fight with Quentin. Julia commits herself to learn more powerful spells. Uh, what's fucked up is that like Julia and Marina put him in this like crazy elaborate hallucination, and the only way he could contact like Penny, who could like actually get in there, is by sinking Taylor Swift. Uh, it's such a good callback. It is, like, the best callback. Uh, what was he doing? Shake it off? Yeah. Shake it off. Shake it off. 
Uh, we're gonna have to pay for that song too. <laughs> <laughs> no critique and parody. I, I swear. I think. <laughs> Maybe. Just no one pay attention to the rules. <laughs> um. But yeah, so basically he was like in a mental hospital in this horror. I hate mental hospital episodes where something amazing is happening. They always do it in magic shows. It's like, oh, you're in a mental hospital, actually. Or um, 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 they did it in Legion. Well, the first like half of Legion, he's in a mental hospital. That's such a good show. They also did it in Charmed, too. Ugh, God. You know, they're remaking that remake. They're doing a sequel to Charmed. I know. That's how. That's the exact noise I made. I I heard it, and I know it's just, that's not good. <laughs> I don't like it. No. Uh, yeah. Episode four was just fucked up. Basically, main hedge witch. She was like, "I'm gonna get my memories back," because apparently they stole those from her. They need to. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they need yeah. to drop the barriers to the school to invite a demon in to help Quentin out of his. Yeah, and then this like, seemed like a one-time thing. They never mentioned it again. No, but like Marina, what gets her memories back? Julia's like, "Well, I gotta go help my best friend. He's my best friend." <laughs> and then she, and then Marina takes takes Julia anyway back with her, and she's like, "You fucked me over, so you know, cross out your tattoos with, I guess, burns or something." It was weird. It was like magical. Yeah tattoo crossing out which i don't know what class would teach you that but apparently she learned it at one point (laughs) (laughs) i just have to say it's a little weird um well okay so in the books julia the hedge witches are a little bit different well like they work in like small covens like that but what julia does in the books she travels around the world learning all the magic she can and like in the books when you challenge like the head hedge witch of like a of a coven you get a tattoo because you're stronger than that head hedge witch right Wait, so you go challenge them like like in a doing magical game yeah something like that oh so you're not killing them no you're not killing them. okay because i was thinking vacuum of power there does you also gain a coven no okay well she could but she doesn't so like by the midpoint of book two, like, literally, she's covered in star tattoos because she's the most powerful hedge witch in the world. Wow, good for her. <laughs> but, like, but like that wasn't enough for her, and that's when she, like, meets up with her, like, her online internet friends and finds out that they're actually hedge witches as well living in France. Hmm. Wow, this shit takes you all over the world, not just... Where were they? New York? They were in yeah. New York, right? Yeah, yeah, they were in New York, yeah. I mean, it technically takes you all over the world, but, like, for quick blips of traveling, I guess. That's why, like, her pa- her patron saint is a, like, a European saint. And, like, the god they summon, Reynard, he's the French god of deception. Uh, oh, the... it was in France. They were in France, not in New York. <laughs> I see. I see. I didn't know anything about the rain. So what? Our Lady Underground. She's French as well. I don't think they call her Our Lady Underground in the in the books. It's Our yeah. Lady something else. Yeah. I just hit my mic so hard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, definitely gonna cut that horrible sound out. It sounds like what do you call it? You know Mass Effect, obviously. Yes. You know the, all of it. 
thing. Yeah, oh, the Reapers? Yeah, the Reapers coming. It sounds like a Reaper. <laughs> it sounds like the Reapers. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> I mean, uh, probably you've heard it on some episodes before, like, slightly. Like, I bumped the mic a little bit. But no, yeah. it's like when I hit the actual mic arm. Woo! <laughs> no. Anyway. Not at all. Okay, so episode five is Mendings, Major, and Minor. Yes. Uh, directed by Bill Eagles. Is that right? Eagles? Yeah. Eagles, and written yeah. by David Reed. <laughs> Eagles! Okay, so the students each deal with a personal matter that keeps them from focusing on the upcoming Welters Tournament. Oh, uh, yeah, I know this one. Uh, get a mentor. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, I guess to get a mentor. Penny practices uh, astral projection and discovers a woman, Victoria, chained in a dungeon by the beast based on the crest on the door. Quentin's uh, Quentin's surmises, can't do words today, that Penny has traveled to Fillory. I could have sworn he knew this was a real place from the first book. Just saying. Or from the first episode. (laughs) So he was like, he was like, really like, oh man, Fillory's real. And I'm like, you knew this from episode one. How are you? Uh, I hate this episode. <laughs> it's my least favorite episode, I think. Well, yeah, because like surprise cancer. Someone always throws that in there. It's like, surprise, you're dying of cancer. Or your then, dad is dying of cancer. And then he tells him a magic and he immediately dies. Oh, uh, it's the worst. Did he die? I didn't get it. I didn't. I'm, I didn't... I'm pretty sure he died. Okay. Because I just thought they never talked about him again. I mean, I'm pretty sure he died. Did was this to- totally divergent from the books? Like none of this happened. Um, yeah, pretty much. Even the whole magical tournament thing. No, that did happen, and that's amazing. <laughs> okay, I just have to touch on they like they brought something out here. They're like the best magic comes from suffering. I'm like, what is it? Poetry? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then cancer puppy, rip cancer puppy. Uh, I like how like Lewis or Alice Lewis Alice shows up with her aunt and then immediately like Penny and Mar or, or Elliot and Margo are like we need to use that bitch to get her aunt <laughs> like <laughs> and she's like you're not my friends and I know this why are you stop and then her aunt is like oh I couldn't deal with either of you two <laughs> I don't have that much time or energy okay I really like episode six uh. Which is the impractice applications. Yeah, oh, impractical applications. That's more like it. Uh, written by, oh no, directed by John Stuart Scott and written by Leah, Fra- or Leah Fong. I almost said Fogg. Dean Fogg wrote this one. Uh, the first year students are put through the trials, a series of unconventional tests that must be passed to stay at break bills. This came out of nowhere, in my opinion, but I really liked it. Um, this is the one where they do the trials and they turn into the geese at the end, right? Yes, which was okay. I like that just out of nowhere. They're like, okay, like a third of you are going to be expelled if you don't pass these tests. I thought it was just hazing because they like kidnapped them in the middle of the night and shit. Oh, this is also the episode where Katie's mom dies. So sad. Oh, no, that's right. That was fucked up though. But I have to say, kind of their fault. It's like, why are you trying to steal magic from someone else? I don't get it. I I like the idea of magically trying to steal magic. (laughs) Well, I have to say, it was like, okay, they put it in terms of 
oh no, um, Marina stole all of my memories of the magic and everything I gave her. And it's like, okay, first off, she knows how that feels. That's fucked up. Second off, <laughs> second off, why, why in the world would you try and steal someone else's magic from them instead of just trying and going learning it yourself? Obviously, you did it before. And also, Marley Matland has a wonderful website for that that you can visit. What is it? <laughs> uh, Fuzzbeat? Yeah, fu- <laughs> yeah Fuzzbeat. <laughs> uh, season 2 shit, but still really funny. Uh, that's so good. Oh, man. I, I also forgot, like, all these hand signs and stuff. Are those in the book? The No, none of that's in a book. None of that is in a book. Okay, because it was really weird in the show, all of a sudden, Penny addressed it. In season two, he's like, start with Pop at 32. And I was like, what? And then Quentin starts moving his hands and shit. I was like, oh, they're the hands. Oh, no. Signs. Oh, no. All of, that's in, all of that is in the books. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Fuzzbeat. <laughs> no, <laughs> not Fuzzbeat. <laughs> <clears throat> I, was, I, was, I was on the track of Marley Matlin, and I was like, oh, she started signing, and Penny was like, don't kill me. The whole first book is them, like, finishing up the school. <laughs> so it's all, like, they have to learn, like, 30 languages and all these hand things and, like, fucking Quentin's the worst at it. <laughs> and I like how, what was it, at one point, Mar- I think in the first season, Margot and Elliot were trying to make some awesome gin, like, magical gin, but it <laughs> turned out to be a, a genie in a bottle. No, that's the next, that's totally the next episode. Okay, and Margot was like, oh, I suck at Hebrew. And I was like... Why do you know Hebrew? <laughs> that makes more sense now. Yeah, that makes more sense for you. Yeah, because all the like all the books are written in all these different languages, so they have to learn like thirty different languages. Could just translate them eventually. I mean, isn't there a magical spell for translating this shit? Probably. Learning thirty languages, magic is sounding a lot harder now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds great, but how much work do you have to put into this shit? Uh. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, what was it? It was episode eight we were talking about, right? No. No, we were on six. I, we're moving on to seven right now. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. The break bells test. Basically, the whole episode. Okay, the thing where they got naked and tied their hands up, and it's like, okay, if you pass the thing, or if you if you pass the truth telling test, then your rope unties. I didn't get that. Yeah, that's dumb. It was dumb, but I mean, I guess fan service sort yeah. of. They're like, we totally want to see them naked. <laughs> that was I it. See those? Well, Alice has like the biggest tits. So. Okay. Yes, I have. I have said this, and that's like, okay, not my favorite thing about her, but I like really like that she's like mousy girl with glasses, and, like dresses all modest. I'm like, girl, your tits are out of control, though. I think Margo. Margo even has a line. Is like, are you gonna let those things out? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, they do need to breathe every once in a while, and she wears boat neck. I have to say, I do have friends. I know people who have not not tits that huge, but, you know, larger breasticles. And they say, oh, I can't wear boat necks anymore. That shit strangles me. My sister has huge, huge boobs. And, like, <laughs> it is the worst because she's still like 16 and i'm just like you need to wear more clothes <laughs> like oh no <laughs> no but she's like she's she's also mousy but i'm just like just cover up a little bit more no one no one needs to know about this. oh my god <laughs> uh big brothers yep never learn 
And she's like, uh, mind your own business. <laughs> mind your bees, wax. Even, like, my really close, like, female friends, I'll be like, put on more clothes. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> no, because, like, this, this girl I work with, Anna, she's, like, one of my really good work friends. And, like, we have, like, a very, like, brother-sister relationship. And one day she showed up at work, like, wearing, it was, like, a, like, a kind of see-through kimono. Yeah, she's a weeb. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I, like I, I was like, I took my jacket, and I wrapped it around her. I'm like, no, you can't be in the outside like this. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, big brothers, they never learn. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, basically, okay, we've talked about Alice's tits, which is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's my favorite part of Alice. I hate Alice. <laughs> I hate her so much. You know what? My favorite part about Alice is actually all of Alice, and I hate Julia. So, you know what? We'll debate this. Whoa! This is. Okay, we're going to get to this at the end. Yes. (laughs) In a minute. (laughs) When we go over our favorite characters, maybe a segment? I don't know. Yeah, Uh, we could do that. Definitely have to go that that route, though. Um, uh, Yeah, that was basically. That episode was pretty filler ish. Fillery ish, if you ask me. Okay, so next episode, episode seven, The Mayakowski Circumstance, what is directed by Guy Norman B. Yes. And written by Mike Moore. Uh, I think, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I have this in front of me too. It says, tele- <laughs> it says teleplay by John Mc- McNamara. McNamara. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. That's, okay, I don't know why that's on there. I think I may have just, yeah. Nope. Delete it. I copy-pasted these notes, so sorry, listeners. I don't have the synopsis in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, an, okay, an uncompromising professor at Breakbell's South pushes the students' boundaries. Julia must decide whether she's ready to ex- um, accept help. That's it. That's all they wrote. Okay. They don't even mention that Breakbell South is in the South Pole. <laughs> like... Like actually the like the very bottom bottom yeah. of the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, literally the bottom of the world. And as geese they flew there. How <laughs> long did that take? Forever. Uh I would have just pushed them through a portal. That's like weeks and weeks and weeks before they get there, I'm sure. I mean, okay. Julia accepting help. Was this where she got in with her coven friends or with the, her new coven people? Yeah, like, yeah, Katie's she mom. Did... No, Katie. No, this is no. after Katie's mom. Yeah, this is where the I mean the guy who ran no, out no, 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 no. takes over that. The help body. she accepts is her sister who gets her out of jail. Oh, that's right. No, gets her out of um wait, she committed herself. But she committed yeah. herself to like what, AA or NA? Something like that, yeah. She was doing a 12-step to try and get out of magic because it's a drug or whatever. And oh, I no, guess this I is before that. that. This is before that. She went to jail because Katie's mom was dead and her oh. sister breaks her out of prison. Yeah. Oh, and her sister's like, you look like you're drinking and doing drugs and I'm worried about you. And she said something like, you know <laughs> dad or whatever. Yeah, don't tell mom. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, wait. So alcoholism in the family and like... The first thing she does is walk in the door and pour a full glass of vodka, right? Yeah. Could have sworn I saw that, and I was like, not helping since your sister just broke you out of jail. Which is cool, because that relates to, like, Mayakowski constantly drinking. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> he was okay. He wasn't drunk. He was just Russian. So <laughs> constantly drinking vodka. That's like water. That's fine. It keeps you warm in the winter. And since he's at the South Pole, it's always winter. This is also an episode where uh, where Alice and um, Quentin. Quentin like fuck like bunnies. Like, because they're no, actually fuck like boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. Okay, they never cover the transfiguration thing in the show. It's just suddenly they can turn into animals. It was one of the, like, things they had to learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the books? Yeah. Okay, then why do people. Why are there no animaguses then? Like, Harry Potter reference. I like, no... don't know. I no don't one's know. like, I prefer to be an animal, like, almost all the time, or most of the time. There's probably people like that. I mean, there's talking bears in Fillory, so, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but they're just actually bears. One of us even fucked a horse, but it was a talking horse, so it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> what did Margo uh, say? Man, Quentin's doctor is hung like a horse. He's like, well, he is half horse. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best line. Uh, season two. <laughs> uh... Man, that season two shit actually gets out of control uh, real quick. But yeah, so, I mean, they do the whole thing. Basically, this is just the episode where Quentin and Alice fuck, and that's it. It's like, woohoo, sex games. Hooray. The end. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they learn some hard shit about, like, you got to do magic, but without your, your mouth. I guess that was it. It was stupid, right? Yeah. It felt not as fillery. <laughs> fillery. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Well, this is also the episode where Margot and Elliot try to go to Ibiza, and uh, you meet Todd. You meet Todd for the first time, and Todd's amazing. Todd is great. I actually really love Todd, and it's like he was living in the what the fraternity sort of the dorm cottage. Yeah, because he's definitely a physical kid. But like, they're like, "Who are you?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I'm Todd." <laughs> Todd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this I like Todd actually. And then Todd gets to go to Ibiza after they, like, scare him. Like, oh, the last kid we took there died. <laughs> They're definitely We're... just fucking with him. Yeah. Todd's like, remember the, the last Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, poor Todd. Ellie was all like, cool. what was that line? Ellie was like, you wished my boyfriend away. And Margo's like, he was just some random cock. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. And uh, what was it? Uh, when they found him, she was like, okay, I wish that, <laughs> what did she say? I wish he'd go back to where he came from and, and go back to sucking on whatever knob he was before. <laughs> and they found him in the library sucking on a doorknob. <laughs> uh, so good. Dick jokes. <laughs> Siren sound effect. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was it. Like, basically... Uh, Quentin and Alice fuck, and then Margot goes to Ibiza with Todd. And Elliot gets a bow, I think? Uh, oh yeah, was it? Was this the episode? No, this was, it was the next episode. He reveals to him that he's farm people. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he has like all these brothers and sister. Like it's the worst thing. <laughs> he's like, oh man, I'm actually from what? Iowa? Or <laughs> was it Ohio? And it was like, we were farmers. And it's like, wow, I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of the next episode. <laughs> uh, 
The Strangled Heart. Uh, was it directed by Jan Ellsberg and written by David Reed? Another David Reed one. Uh, Penny is violently attacked by someone thought to be a friend. Quentin tries to find a connection to the beast. Julia considers giving up magic for good. Okay, there's where she checks herself into, like, N.A. or whatever. She starts 12-stepping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is the episode where Mike dies. Mike, no! Oh, not Mike. That's you right, were... that's who attacked Penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boyfriend Mike. Uh... Uh, oh, that's so sad when Alice is all like, we need to spend time apart so we can figure out what's real and what's Fox. <laughs> that line like no uh, no you're in college just keep fucking it's the best part no but but like quentin is so obsessed with her for no reason and she is so wishy-washy so whatever <laughs> i don't know why he is obsessed with her i mean he was like semi nice to her but then all of a sudden he's like wanna fuck and she's like yeah and then like he's obsessed uh you know what he did not have anyone was was quentin like did he have his V card or something before this? I just feel like. Oh, I seemed think so. no. I don't think so. He seemed super clingy though. I'm just. Not I mean, much. what do the books say about this? Because he was in high school beforehand. They don't say anything about this. So. Ah. So I mean, I guess in Quentin's character, if he was a high school student holding a huge torch for Julia, then suddenly was in college. I mean, he's had no room to get it on. Suddenly there's this chick with enormous tits, and he really likes her, and she's like, yeah, let's fuck. <laughs> I mean, good enough for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but what was it? So what? What's real and what's Fox? Uh, okay, this is the part where I got real sad, the episode, because uh, Jane Chatwin dies by face crushing. I know. Oh, my God, that's so great. Uh, was it? Was it? That was the same death that that guy died from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, the prince of wherever. <laughs> so sad. The prince of the snakes. I love. Oh, my God. oh yeah. I love him. Uh, he was great actually. And then the mountain is like, I crush your head. <laughs> <laughs> I crush you. It was great. Only to become a zombie. Uh, let's see. Hashtag zombie. Jane Chatwin dies. Fog almost dies. But um, fucking Elliot kills Mike beforehand. Which, I mean, that whole thing where he was like snapping neck. I was like, why did Fog not do this? I think Elliot just had the element of surprise here and that was it. Which is sucks because Jane Chatwin is the only reason why time keeps repeating itself. I know. We'll it's like, here's that. the last cycle. <laughs> Yeah, we will get into that. Um, I like when they like they die in season two. When they die, the the person's all like, "Oh, multiple looping deaths." Oh, that's that's. Let me pull out the book for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's what was it? He was like, "Oh, it looks like you've died like forty two times." Before. Oh, I see. It's like so the time. underworld definitely time just continues that way, which mm -hmm. makes me wonder all those hedge witches who got in with Julia who were there in the underworld. Including what the guy who Renault took over his body, um, like had they died a bunch of times before as well? Technically, no, because the timeline reset. I don't know. It's that's strange. Oh no, no, wait, because this was the only time that they didn't let Julia into Breakbells. That was what they made different. Yeah, yeah. 
So she didn't know those people. She didn't know them. No. <laughs> she didn't get all those sick-ass tattoos all over her arms. Which, cool, I guess. And I guess that's, like, a thing around the world because she went, like, to another... She went, like, to California and someone had those same tattoos. I was like, so this is a thing written down somewhere, right? <laughs> Uh, and then um, what happens? Uh, um, oh, Penny has that great line: uh, "Hell is real, and it smells like Axe body spray." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> where does this come from? Where? <laughs> where I think it's hell? after he after they like cure him. He like wakes up. Uh oh, <laughs> I I don't. I don't remember this. Wait, don't I remember this? <laughs> I, uh, I I specifically remember that quote from this episode. I get, yeah. Oh, that's right. He like got poisoned or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. He got poisoned by the dagger. Okay, and that has no bearing on anything other than, I don't know. I I just feel like Penny would be someone who uses Axe body spray though, because it's for the discerning man. <laughs> Shut up. Go to x.com forward slash amateur to get your... <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. I use X body spell, not anymore. Uh. Gee, thanks. I guess I guess you don't use X. <laughs> no, I do not. Anyway, it's, it's shut up. It's cheap. It smells good. <laughs> it's the cologne of teenage boys everywhere. Um, okay. The writing room was the next episode, right? Wait, we covered everything in that one. Yeah, the strangled heart. Oh no, that's right. Julia checks herself into the men- to mental institute to NA or whatever. Yeah, and she meets Richard, and Richard's all like, "I've seen a goddess," and then she sees the goddess. And he's like, "Wow, that was amazing. I didn't think she'd actually show herself to you. She's never showed herself." And I was like, "Wait, but you told? How did you know this would work?" <laughs> How did that sh- how did that spiel work with anyone else before her is what I wonder. I don't know. I mean, this is just like a shot in the dark, I guess he was taking. Oh yeah, also she tells her sister like, "Yeah, I am addicted to narcotics, but don't worry, I'm going to NA." And she's like, "Good for you, baby sis." The end. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I would be like soups concerned, but I mean, I guess she's getting help." It's like good for you. Pick up your life, and I'm just gonna go back home now. Bye. Let you deal with your own shit there. Um. Uh, the next episode's what? The writing room. Yes, directed by James L. Conway, and written by Sarah Gamble. Again, she. There, there are a lot of uh, of. Was it? There are a lot of writers who repeat. I mean, yeah. obviously. Well, it's a from... writing room, and then one writer takes over as head writer for the episode. Uh, this episode, the writing room. <laughs> <laughs> that Lol. makes sense. Okay. Uh, Quentin, Alice, Elliot, and Penny travel to England in search of a missing magic button. Julia searches for the real meaning in her magic. Magic is in me. The music is in the magic, and the magic's in me. End yeah. Quotes. <laughs> Do you believe in magic? Uh, but yeah, that was basically it. I mean, okay. Child rape? That was the message of this episode, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, this fucking none of this is in a book. It's weird as fuck, right? Like, well, I didn't get it because they're like, oh, they're ghosts. But I was like, but the dude who's the beast is there. Was it 
Martin Chatwin, he was there. It, he's not dead. He's the beast. I don't get it. What happened? <laughs> so this is like time repeating itself, right? Yeah. So time window, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Martin Chatwin, because all he was doing is trying to learn magic. And these kids keep on going to Fillory, and then he's, like, raping one of them. It's just the worst. This episode, it's not a bad episode. It's really creepy. Wait, no, not Martin Chatwin. Um, the, the guy who wrote the books, right? Who, he wasn't a Chatwin. He was just like Oh, a, Plover. Christopher Plover. Yeah, Plover. He's like, I love, <laughs> I love the part where it's like, oh, look, your sister's asleep. Come on, drop your knickers. And I was like, wait. <laughs> What's what happening? Is happening? <laughs> no. Like, ha- you don't know how many times I say that out loud while watching TV. I'll be like, what is happening right now? I mean, if you read the books, even, I would have been like, no. Okay, I did this a lot with True Blood. I was like, what? No. Did you read all the True Blood books? All except for the last one, because it took so long between the last one and the next one. I've read them all, too. I don't remember them at all yeah i think I, I think i'm one book short and i just don't want to get back i'm trying to get back into them but i'd have to listen to all of them i, I downloaded the audiobooks because ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> nobody got time for that yeah cut an audio clip <laughs> oh lord jesus i got me the emphysema no stop you're you're done <laughs> you're is cut my, off. that is my favorite favorite clip of the entire world <laughs> resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. Then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. But yeah, so I don't know. Eventually I'll get to the last one, maybe. Maybe it's just not worth my money and time. Maybe. No, I, I mean, I guess she got a. Okay, we're not talking about True Blood. We probably will in the future, though. So Julia finds the meaning in her magic and then child rape. And Alice is like, let's help these children ghosts. And, it's, and they explain that these are not ghosts. They're just like a broken record of time. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean,. The end, I guess? That was the end of the episode. Pretty much. Well, they get the button. They find the button, and then um, Penny gets trapped in the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Netherlands. <laughs> hey, people been trapped in the Netherlands before, too. <laughs> Mostly around Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> which is the next episode, Homecoming, uh, ri- directed by Joshua Butler and written by Henry... Alonzo Mayers, again. I don't think Joshua Butler had directed one yet, though. Uh, Penny travels to the world of the Netherlands, and Quentin and Alice work together to save him by fucking. Julia joins an, uh, an electic, oh, elect, eclectic group of magicians. Okay, they were witches, not magicians, by the way. Whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. Okay. This is the part where we meet Alice's parents, and it's great, and everything, and Alice's parents' boyfriend, who was also great. <laughs> what was his Oh, name? he's also a traveler. I don't remember. He was like, he's not even human. He's like from another world. Yeah, I like that part too, because he just like casually drops it in. He's like, everybody uses sex magic where I'm from. And I was like, wait, you're not from this world. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm, I didn't go to break bills. I'm from another world. I'm just a traveler. 
And what was it? His name. His name was like, damn it, I wish I remembered his name. Because <laughs> the mother was like, oh, I love, you know, what's his name? And she's like, dad's in the other room. And she's like, yeah, you know, he knows about him. He knows. He knows. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. so good but yeah so then they they do the dirty and alice's childhood bedroom and her parents are totes okay with this they're like yeah. have fun use a condom uh he calls her vix by the way which is just super creepy vix like vapor rub like vixen a female fox oh <laughs> <It's>... no <laughs> Wait, Quentin calls her this, or yes, he does. What is wrong with this child? That's what I like, want to know. Like a pet name. No, uh. don't refer to that time we turned into animals and fucked. Not good. Also, everyone knows about that. They're like, yeah, there are windows in that building, and we all watched. <laughs> we all watched it. And Quentin's like, it gets bigger when I'm not a fox. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> uh yes. And that was basically it. I mean, basically they fuck and then I think what was it? Okay, the Netherlands, basically bunch of pools everywhere. Each one leads to a different world, which is great if you're a traveler. Amazing if you're a traveler actually. Just have to say. In the and then uh Penny meets the librarians. Yep. Which and is not a thing in the books. <laughs> I like the I like the head librarian. She reminds me of Flo from the progressive commercials. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um in the books in the Netherlands, uh each like oh man. I guess they did this for the show, so it's cheaper on them, how it looked like the same like fountain park. Mm-hmm. But in the in the books it was like a town square. In the center of the town square was a was a fountain. And all the, like, buildings were locked, but they had, like, all these books inside. Oh. So maybe that's the library, I guess? Yeah, I guess. Sort of. Hmm. Cool. That's... Wait. How did that... Oh, never mind. I was gonna say, that's not cheaper than building a shit ton of fountains. Although, I have to call bullshit on that being practical effects. They were, like, pulling away, but you can tell it's, like, a 3D rendering. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh fucking magic penny's back and ah julia she joins her magic group and they're like let's summon a goddess or whatever what the free traders beowulf <laughs> that's what they're called i mean yeah okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's the fucking most pretentious coven name i've ever heard and then Richard's all like, yeah, we're trying to summon Our Lady Underground so we could rewrite the past, and my son won't be dead. Yeah, and what is it? Um, the last one they pull in was Katie, and Katie's like, fuck you! You killed my mom! <laughs> and then instantly over it. She's like, okay, I guess we work together now. I guess. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, next episode, my favorite episode, Remedial Battle Magic. <laughs> Magiku Misuru! Uh, let's see. Uh, um, bleh, directed by Amanda Tapping and and directed and written by Leah Fong in the writers' room. Quentin and the others learn battle magic and prepare for the showdown in Fillory. Julia and Katie take on a mission with the Free Traders. God, Free Traders or whatever the hell else. 
Beowulf. God, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, them. Um, okay, one of those people, totally transgendered. Was she talking about, like, gender magic at one point? I think, I think she was. so. I think she was. She's like, yeah, I can have a magical vagina. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> these, these people are the best. I love the free traders. They're so cool. I do like them, but they have a shitty name for their group. That's all. Um. So I mean, her and Katie, like, basically, they un they do a reverse entropy spell, and then they're like time reverses, and they get a pizza twice. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> this makes no sense. I mean, I totally am feeling getting a pizza twice, but only if you get to eat it twice. That's my only complaint there. And they're like, we're going to, I mean, the way they said it, I thought they were going to capture a goddess. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait, are you going to, like, do something bad with this goddess? They're like, no, we're going to beseech her for her power. And I was like, kind of oh. sensing some bullshit. This is also, uh, they go, we're literally, what, um, shit, um, oh my god, Julia and Katie go underground to find, like, some old... It wasn't a demon, it was like a magical creature. Oh yeah, that thing, and then they ended up... That thing who was like... It was like a... a it was supposed to be originally a human, but it was like a priestess of something, but then that god, she's like, that god's dead. Meh. Yeah. Like, all the gods are dead. All the gods are dead, yeah. Um, Which is funny, in the books, Katie is part of the free traders Beowulf, right? Yeah. But, um... Julia travels to this mountain in France where this guy lives and he hasn't aged in like three, four hundred years. And that's how she learns about uh, their lady. Mm. Our lady. Yeah. This wasn't a so free it's like trader the... person. This is just a magical creature. Yeah. Who lives on top of a mountain. They also did that vampire thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember uh, what I don't remember what episode that's in. I think it was that episode. They're like, let's, or the next one. They're like, hey, vampire, you've been around forever. Where are the gods? And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, the magic Misuru is basically all I can say about the battle magic. I mean, oh, and they were shitty at it. They can't do battle magic. They're like, Katie, how'd you do battle magic? And she's like, I meditated for 15 years. <laughs> and I was like, you don't seem like the person to do that. If you ask me, you seem pretty non meditate I mean, this is where this is where the they really go off book, <laughs> like crazy go off book. <laughs> so they did learn the magic Misuru? Yeah. Oh, no, they 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 don't. <laughs> Damn. But that that's like my favorite scene. Is that magic missile? <laughs> it was like these are D and D spells. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I cast shield. So I don't know. <laughs> Which actually specifically repels magic missile. <laughs> I want to say misuru. <laughs> I like how they get really high in order to do these spells. <laughs> oh, that's right. Or is it? Oh no, they don't get really high. They like bottle their emotions or whatever, and that's what it is. Yeah. But then they get them all back and. But then, like, they get it all back and they get emotionally high. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's when they all have a threesome. The best threesome. Also, I was like, I knew somehow they were, like, foreshadowing something with 
Elliot and Quentin, but I didn't see a sexy threesome with Margot in the middle in there, and I was like, that's, I like that. But then Alice gets all tit hurt about it. <laughs> I mean, butt hurt. And fucks Penny. <laughs> that's right, I, for, I forgot that. That was fucking hilarious. Because he's all sad because Katie left him. <laughs> Katie is dead. Don't think about her anymore. No, because Katie was like, I was just playing you, and that was true. Kind um, no, she has feelings for him. She does, but that was also the truth when she. Because remember the the truth, the truthy spell thing from the trials. She was like, "I've been playing all y'all this whole time. I'm just a mole," and that was true. But she was like, "It was everything I've said is a lie," which is also true. But she's sort of implying like I don't love you, but she never actually said it. She never actually said it. But she loves him, and they're perfect together. <laughs> They are. Then, uh, they're a very good then, couple. And then at the end, Our Lady Underground visits Julia in her dreams. Uh, it was it was good, but I was like questionable. I thought they put so much work into all these episodes of Our Lady Underground and whatever. I was like, okay. Also, then Thirty Nine Graves, <laughs> uh, okay. directed by Guy Norman B, and written by Leah Fong and Henry. Uh, Alonzo. Alonzo Mayer. I, I keep wanting to say Allison when I see that. Henry Alonzo Mayer. Um, the students wake up with foggy memories and regrets after the night of drinking. Penny reminds everyone that their lives depend on getting, the, getting to the Netherlands. Yep. I mean, that's... Okay. I have to say, <laughs> the part where Julia comes into this whole thing. Is that... That happens... Oh, wait, that happens right after. That happens in episode 13, right? Yeah, kind of like the end of this... Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah the end that of this happens episode. in episode 13. Okay. This is also where Josh shows up. <laughs> I fucking love Josh. Josh is good. I really like Josh because he's like the magical drug cook of the century. He's like, hey, if you eat those tomatoes, you'll get all psychedelic. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, things grow differently in Fillory. Because the air is, what, 5%? Was it 5%? Um, uh, what do, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. What do poppies make? Not heroin. No. Um, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know anything about drugs. It was uh, like 5% LSD or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, yeah, you feel really good all the time. And it's like... There's drugs in the air. I guess it's okay. <laughs> That's why everyone's super happy and they make up weird-ass rules all the time. But enough about Fillory. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part of this episode is the librarian calls Margot Janet. Because Margot's name is Janet in the books. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Okay, she's like, Janet, and she's like, it's Margot, and she's like, that's what you think, or something similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very... Okay, why did they change her name, though? I don't get it. Margot is such a better name. Wait a second, someone's... Par- oh, never mind. I mean, Margot is a better name. That's for sure. So, they, they meet the librarian, and she's like, and also no drugs, so she takes away their... What do you call it? Their lack of emotion jars, and they get them all back, and they're like... And crying and shit. <laughs> That's what I remember as well. And uh, Alice is like still super pissed. 
that's when um what um Quentin falls back to Earth. <laughs> so yeah, like that's right. she's not even with him and she's still just pissed. <laughs> How did he fall back to Earth? I forgot that. When he just fell in the fountain, right? No, yeah, they got attacked by like the ex librarians. Which is that what they were? Ex librarians? That's what I think they were, yeah. They were just around. They were just like attacking for some reason. I don't know. It was all very strange. This is what Penny was running from in the first place and why he couldn't find Earth again. Yeah. And then oh, what else happens? Oh, they find from Todd, they find out that him and all the third years they all disappeared because they all went to Fillory. Which I love that. I mean, did they find out? Oh, wait, no, they found out from Josh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Josh. I thought you said Todd. I was like, Todd was oh, there? Oh, no. Josh. And then, um, uh, let's see. Todd, Victoria. Josh, interchangeable. <laughs> Comedy relief characters. So, was it? Julia gets together with all of her friends and whatever, and they're going to summon Our Lady Underground, right? Yeah, and they do. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything's perfectly fine, right? Yep. It turns out amazing. <laughs> and then uh, Fo- Dean Fogg talks to Quentin, and Quint- he reveals that Eliza is actually Jane Chatwin. Uh, Which sucks because she's... she's dead. Mm-hmm. Hate that. And she's the Watcher Woman. In the books, they call her the Watcher Woman. The Watcher Witch. Like a witch that lives on Fillory, creating, like, clock trees. And then... Turns to find out it's actually Jane Chatwin. Which makes you wonder about the clock trees. Like, what in the world is that about? I don't, I don't quite, they don't quite explain it. I mean, like, does that make her a villain? I don't know. She was just like, I became a better, I became better at magic. Okay, the Chatwins are not magicians, are they? No. Yeah, so, was it Jane Chatwin? She was like, I just became better at magic because I was afraid of the Watcher Woman. I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're in Fillory and you're a regular person, you can learn magic no matter what, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I don't get the whole how Fillory translates to magic in the human world, real world, I guess. IRL. Well, Fillory is the source of all magic in our world, so. God. Okay, nerd. (laughs) Tell us about it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, you set yourself up for that one. Nerd. Um, and then, uh, what, Quentin and Julia go back in time to 1942 to find a young Jane Chatwin to find a door into Fillory. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> and that was episode 13, right? Yes. No, that's the end of, no, that's the end of 12. Oh, that, oh, that's right. Okay. And then we have episode 13, which, fuck. Uh, so, so which much is... happens. So much happens in this one episode. Have you brought me little cakes? Little cakes! By Scott, uh, directed by Scott Smith and written by Sarah Gamble and John McNamara and David Reed. Uh, Quentin and Julia arrive in Fillory and try to catch up with the group who are more than 70 years ahead of them in search of the beast. Okay. So basically, they're like, Fillory in its glory, and then Fillory later? I don't... Oh, that's right, they find the Watcher Woman, and she's like, go yeah. forward in time, and that's it. Yeah. Well, no, well, they get the blade, they get someone to make the blade to help kill the beast, and then they go forward in time. Oh, yeah, that's right, with the moon beetle things, and he's like, these are the only ones left. And I was like, <laughs> eh? 
But <laughs> who cares? I mean, I don't understand why he wouldn't have been breeding those things ahead of time, but whatever, he did it. Which is uh, where a bunch of shit comes in, which is great. Okay, so this was where, what, Elliot is the king? Yeah. Yeah, where Elliot has to marry Fen in order to become the high king. He doesn't have to marry her, but he just promised he would. They're like, he was like, you're children of Earth, so you must be royalty in Fillory for some damn reason. I'm basically just saying that they were pointing fingers at the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, and they're like, you know, you're, you know, a king of Earth. And they were like, sure. And they're like, you need to marry into our family so we can be royal too. 70 years later. I can't believe they had to hold that deal up, but I guess to get the knife, sort of. Yeah. Which only a master magician can hold. Or someone who's been shot up with god jizz. I don't get that. I just don't get it. Yeah, Ember does that. Ember's a dick. Yes, he is. But the god jizz makes her super powerful, though. Makes who super powerful? Alice. <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking of, um, was it? Oh, that's right. This is where they reveal what really happened to Julia. Oh. Where instead of a god, they summon Reynard the Fox, who raped Julia, killed all of her friends, filled her up with gadgets to make her super powerful. And then, then he, then, oh, that's right. She called um, Marina and she's like, please help me clean up the blood and the bodies and please take away my memories of this because it was fucked. And she's like, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, women helping women, I guess, was the only reason here. I mean, she should have been like, I hate you, Julia. <laughs> Katie was the only one to escape. <laughs> yeah, which she just disappears, I guess. Yeah. No, oh, that's right. She just starts doing a shit ton of heroin to forget. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, or you could try and help Julia, who's getting actively raped. Whatever. Then, um, what? Penny, Alice, and Elliot, they rescue all the Beast prisoners, Victoria and Christopher Prolover, that molesting bastard. Oh. Josh, Josh and Victoria, leave, go back to Earth. <laughs> okay, I just want to know. They're like, oh, look, he has all these, like, runes on him that will heal him up to, to just fine every night. So what? Does that mean that the Beast was, like, sexually torturing him? Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good, that's good. I mean, I he, would... like, he didn't have a shirt or anything, so I'm assuming, like, some torture shit was going on all I don't the know about time. sexual torture, but... Definitely regular torture. For sure. I mean, I'm just saying, like, molested him, and, I, and that guy, he's like, I got rid of my shade, which is a season two thing, but either way, he can't feel shit anymore. No. And he's like, uh, I could see him doing that, and, like, humming a merry melody. <laughs> uh, poor Martin Chapman. Uh, being molested is not an excuse to kill a shit ton of people, just saying. I don't even get his, like, full agenda there. Was it just, I want to be in charge of Fillory? Yeah, I think so. He, he just wants to be a dick. He just became the big bad for no reason, as far as I can no tell. No reason, yeah. It's like, yeah, someone was bad to me, now I'm bad to everyone, I guess. I mean, <laughs> child then, molestation is not just bad, but you, you know what I mean. And then they reveal it's Martin Chatwin, which we assumed anyway. We did. We did since the whole ghostly episode, or whatever the hell. Um. 
Because like they were they... like, oh, it's Peter, whatever. They're like, what are you doing here? Oh, we thought you were the beast. <laughs> and then, oh, then they go to the source of all magic. And uh, what is it? Ember took a huge shit in it. No, no, no. That was a season two thing. Basically, oh. it cliffhanger ends. Because, um, what is it? Oh, yeah, they go to fight the beast. The yeah. beast cuts off Penny's hands. <laughs> amazing, which was, oh, it was amazing, and I was like, shit, son. <laughs> Almost kills, uh, what, Margot and Penny, or Margot and, uh, Elliot. Yeah, like, he fucks them up real bad. They're at least KO'd at that moment. And then Alice, uh, she's, like, gonna stab him, and then he's like, nope. <laughs> he, like mangles quentin's arms and then like does he mangle Alan... him? no yeah because yeah because quentin loses his arm Did they he... replace it with like a wooden arm no 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 that was that was in the final fight with the beast i think oh okay oh, okay wait a second quentin's just fine the beast is just Never like mind. quentin's fine <laughs> and then... i know spoilers <laughs> And then Julia holds a knife to the beast's face and then promises him to help kill Reynard and they leave. And then Quentin's just standing there. Yep, and Julia knew out. she was a master magician because she got all that good god jizz, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how she knew that since she wasn't there for the Alice drinking of the jizz thing, master magician eye glow, but whatever. She, she okay. just knew. Let's go into the differences of the books, because this is nothing like what happens in the books. Oh, good. Um, so in the books, they all go to Fillory, including, um, including, um, fucking Quentin, minus Julia. Julia still, because this is the end of the first book. Julia is still like doing her own thing. They don't know what's going on with her, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so they get to Fillory. They walk around. They find a tavern like in the middle of the woods with like all these like magical people. And they're like, look, we need to go to this place. Because they had, like, a map yeah. to, like, where the beast's, like, dungeon is. It's definitely, like, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, oh so they, God. like, re they recruit to, they recruit two, like, warriors. One was, like, a battle mage with a wand. And one is, like, a monk. Uh, like, a hand-to-hand -hand fist fighting person. So not, so like, that a cleric. Not, like, a cleric. No, oh. no, no. That monk is Fen. <laughs> Fucking, uh... What? Yeah, yeah. Her name is Fen, right? Mm-hmm. And the battle magic, I forgot his name. So they lead him to this dungeon, and they go through the dungeon. They all almost die. Turns out the Fen and the 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 battle magic guy, they were working for the beast. No. To get them to the beast's lair. <laughs> uh, they... Yeah, I know. They both die. They get there, and it's not the beast's lairs. It's... It's um, Eber's grave because there's Ember and Umber. Oh, yeah. it's Umber's grave because Umber. Umber's dead. Poor Umber. No, no, Umber is there. It's his prison. So like the beast oh. captured Umber, chained him inside this dungeon so he can never leave. They find Umber. They like try to free him, and then the beast shows up. Immediately, like almost kills everybody, rips off Quentin's arm, cuts off Penny's hand, and that's when Julia saves the day. Does Julia save the day, or is she like, help me find this rapist? Not Julia. Alice saves the day. Oh, so kills, Julia has nothing to do with it. No, Julia doesn't even show up. Yeah, fuck Julia. <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess that's all 13 episodes. Uh, should we... T uh, oh, I know. A good segment. Who was your favorite character? 
Uh, Julia. Okay, I think you're being jaded by the books here. My, okay. No, she's not even in the first book, so this doesn't even matter. You read Julia the books, my... though. You know about her. Okay, actually, actually, Margo's my favorite character, but Julia's way better than Alice. Okay, I'm not saying Alice is, like, great or anything. I mean, I think she's cool. She's pretty, like, stupidly self-sacrificing, whatever. But I just... Elliot is my favorite character. He's great. Even when he was depressed, I was like, yeah, Elliot's still... Elliot's still an MVP for me. And that's it. That's the... Okay. Julia, fuck her. I hope she dies. Because... <laughs> because that whole thing that she did to Quentin was fucked up. With, like, the, the brain magic shit. I, yeah. don't, I don't like it. I, do, I just don't like it. And then she kept going downhill. And she was like, fuck everyone as long as I can learn my magic shit. But there's something about, like, someone being rejected from the thing she should have going about and learning how to do magic on her own. She literally, like, through the force of will, learns how to do magic. Whereas Alice is like, I don't want this. I don't care about this. I don't care about anything. She's such a better character than Alice. I mean, I'm not saying that Alice isn't technically better. I'm just saying that Julia was like, she was going serious addict on this shit. She was like, I'm going to fuck everyone over so I can figure this shit out. Which is fine. She makes up for it. That's just the downhill of the character. So the uphill is so much better. I think swooping in and saving the day at the last second doesn't make up for all the shit you did before. I'm just saying. That's it. And she didn't even save everyone at the last second. Because in the show, she was just like, I'm going to serve myself. I'm going to swoop in here and steal this god guy. Or, and steal this guy who knows how to kill gods. And he's going to teach me how to kill a god. And as it turns out, <laughs> he didn't even know how to kill a god. No. He had no idea. <sighs> yeah. But you know what? Season 2 shit. Okay. Would you recommend the show? Yes. Me too, actually. And season two is even better. Keep watching, kitties. Season two is so good. <laughs> yep. That's where it really derails from the books, mostly. Uh, the sloth is the best character. I love the sloth <laughs> so much. My favorite character is definitely the sloth. So, hmm. I guess, how many chopped off hands would you give this show as a whole? Season one specifically. Oh, I'll give it. A, uh, I was gonna say like seven point five, but what is that in a five star rating? Which is what we do. A good four, three point seven five. Four. Four point five. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, rounding up, it's a four point five. Rounding down, it's a four. Whatever you want. Okay. Uh, wait. Four point five or four. Let's do four. Okay. How many boyfriend golems do you give this show? <laughs> you mean Margolems? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Margolems. <laughs> Girlfriend uh, golems. I also give it four Margolems. It was great. I, loved, I, I, I did like it. It got me super hooked after about episode three, which is good. Because I was like, okay, I'm super interested now. So, I mean, I marathoned this thing in like two days. And then when I knew that there, I, and when I had access to season two, I marathoned that too. 
I think like episode three where Margot called, she was like, "Okay, um, what'd she say?" She's like, "Okay, Muggles, get the fuck out." I was like, I was hooked. I was fucking hooked. Ah, uh, Muggles. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter references abounding. Also, they said something about this ain't that bullshit like Harry Potter where everyone gets a house, but <laughs> if you want to join <laughs> a house. magical frat. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know what else to say. What other segments other than what's giving you life? Let's talk about how amazing our next episode's going to be. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, stay tuned for the next episode, listeners. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you haven't watched Twilight, the first movie, well then where the fuck have you been? Because everyone, and I mean everyone, even the hate watchers has watched this movie. But I've never seen that movie. I told you this. <laughs> okay. Fine. Some people haven't seen it. But you know. neither as our special guest host, my friend Forrest, he has also never seen that movie. However, uh our other special guest host, yes, there will be four of us here. Daffy uh was a teenage girl at the height of the Twilight phenomena, so she has read the books and seen the movies. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen the movies and I read books. I didn't quite read. I listened to the audiobook version of book one and the last book because I didn't care about the rest in the middle. And it's a commentary track. I don't know if we've been saying that. Oh, that yeah. It's like you have to watch the movie and listen to us prattle about it. Yes. And you can play along at home because we're going to do the drinking game of this, this movie, which is going to make it fucking amazing. Do we have the rules yet? Uh, I did have a, a cursory of the rules, yes, but okay. that's just what I looked up and was on Wikipedia, I think. I don't know. I'll definitely there's a, be... There's a Wikipedia for the rules of the drinking game? I believe there is. I don't know. I, I know that I found it somewhere. I think I just googled Twilight drinking game rules. Oh, this is so exciting. Which, I mean... I have a full bottle of Johnny Walker Red <laughs> waiting. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to do shots, because you're going to get fucked up you might die of alcohol poisoning if you do shots i had two mojitos yesterday and i was drunk so this is gonna be great we're definitely gonna start the episode by banging out a few shots because we can't start until we're at least a little buzzed okay i'm totally down <laughs> yeah and then i mean this is like a beer drinking game the way that it's set up because <laughs> you would die if you were doing shots However, there are situations where it says to chug your drink, and I think that's a good shot situation. We'll, we'll rewrite the rules, and we'll make a, uh, a Google Word document and post it in the show notes so you could see them. We will. And also, we're going to, like, say the rules. And obviously... And by we, I mean Peter. Peter will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll send you what I have. Either way, uh, thank you for listening to the first special episode. Oh, also, if you like more episodes about TV, you should email us or tweet at us. Yes, at uh, amateur underscore critics on Twitter and amateur movie critics 2016 at gmail.com. Uh, or just at Zenzuma on Twitter. Yeah. I respond. I respond to everybody on Twitter. Yeah, tweet Peter. He's more diligent about that than I am. I don't think anyone's ever tweeted me on our official account, though, I must say. So, yeah. Making me feel real lonely, listeners. <laughs> but no, email us. Also, if you like are interested in being possibly a guest host in the future, or have a movie you want us to watch for season two, because we will be back for season two with some, I guess, with 
being bigger and badder than ever. I don't know. I already got my list of movies ready. Yay! But yeah, if there's anything you want us to watch, listeners, we will watch them as well. So, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Red. And I'm Peter. Stay Stay amateur. Okay. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) Magiku Misuru.